one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Today we've got an entitled parent trying to sneak their kid into a swim class. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, Entitled Parent sends dogs after me for parking scooter in front of house. I love electric scootering. As someone in high school, it gives me so much freedom that I wouldn't get until I can drive. I currently ride the NIU KQI 3 Max and love it. The only real downside is that after using 40% of the battery, especially uphill, it'll go into overheat mode and won't let you ride till it cools off. My scooter started giving an overheating warning, so I pulled into a public dead-end road and parked it to the side to make sure it wouldn't bother anyone. I usually wait 15 minutes for the motor to cool down before getting on the road, so I sat on the grass between the road and sidewalk, all 100% public, and waited. Five minutes later, Entitled Mother opened the door of her house, 60 plus feet away, and said, I'm gonna let my dogs out and they're going to chase after you. I, thinking that she thought I was on her property, said, but I'm on public property. She replied, yeah, but I'm going to set them out to chase you. I replied, that's not cool. She screams again, I'm going to let them out and they're going to chase you. Another 30 seconds went by and I see two huge dogs coming after me. I immediately start my scooter and floor it. The still heated motor gives all what it got, but alas, halfway down the road, the dogs catch up. I hit the brakes on the scooter and brace myself to fight a golden in a lab. The golden reaches me first and starts barking like crazy. I just hold my ground. Once Entitled Mother sees that I'm stopped, she sits there and calls them back. I turn around and pull in even farther away from their house, easily 120 plus feet now, for my scooter to continue cooling. Two minutes later, Entitled Dad starts making this silly walk towards me. The best I can describe it is it's like someone who watched one too many Sigma male shorts. As he gets closer to me, I start recording. The second he sees my phone, he does a 180 and turns around, checks his mail on the way back, I guess to make it look like he wasn't coming for me, and gets back into his home. Seven-ish minutes later, I leave. When my parents hear about this, they worry what would have happened if the dog actually bit me. They call the police and say this is unacceptable. The police arrive and take my point of view, and go to take the entitled mother and entitled dad side of the story. He returns 30 minutes later with shocking news. According to them, they needed to release their dogs to go to the bathroom, and they had an electric fence and never left the yard. Apparently, they were also annoyed that I had parked my scooter there a week ago. Just as a reminder, this is all on public property. I tried to explain to the officer that one, there definitely wasn't a fence as they chased me onto the road and had no collar on. Two, I really don't care if they let their dogs go to the bathroom, I just don't want them on me. 3. Entitled Mother specifically said she wanted them to chase me. Although I explained this, he didn't seem to really believe me and told me in the future to just park down the road. I don't think that's really fair because the road in front of their house isn't theirs just because they say it is. It's public property, but whatever. I didn't really have anywhere to rant, so I thought I would here. Needless to say, if OP ever breaks down there, get your phone out and get ready to start recording. 
You should have that shortcut set up on your phone where you can like double tap one of the volume buttons to immediately open the camera. As soon as you hear that door handle start jiggling, immediately start recording. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is my shelf bashing, foot mashing, shopping cart thrashing, aisle crashing, store trashing brother, and his mom who won't do anything for punishments. Hello y'all, I'm a male teen, my parents are separated, my dad married Tremaine, bravo if you get that reference. Tremaine was very abusive to me, as of today she's not, nor has she been to her kids. She's even apologized for all the bad years, but she's still entitled when it comes to her kids, besides me of course, as in her eyes they can do no wrong. Like when I got about stabbed and smacked my brother's hands, she was mad as I smacked his hands, not that he tried to stab me. But let's set our cast. Me, Brayden, Aiden, and Caden, Dad, and Tremaine. Brayden's 11, Aiden is 8, Caden is 5, all fake names and give or take on the ages. Tremaine's about 5 feet and my dad's about 6 foot 2. Now onto our scene, a target in the toy aisle, as we were there so my brothers could all get a toy. Brayden, the 11 year old, just had a birthday a few days ago. Dad is with the 8 year old Aiden and the 5 year old Caden. Tremaine and myself are following Brayden and chatting. He picks out a $70 Lego set. He's told he can't get it. Now onto the story and I wish I could make this up. Brayden said, but I want it. Tremaine said, I get that, but you can't. He says, but I want it, while stomping his foot. Tremaine said, no, let's go put it back, buddy. He said, but I want it. He began to yell while really stamping his feet. Tremaine said, here, hand it over so we can pick another one. She tried to gently grab it. Brayden yelled, no, and then holds it above her head. She, of course, goes to reach for it when, smack, he done slapped her as hard as he could. My mouth is at the floor at this point. How could he have the audacity? If I ever did that, I'd be whacked right there. I'm very much debating on what I should do at this point. I should just let things play out. My stepmom, to I assume not wanting to whack him in the store, went to take a breather. About a minute later, she returns. Cue the same interaction. Smack. She then smacked him. A gentle smack, not enough to hurt him. I could feel her rage though but enough to tell him she's not playing around. Bad move. Very bad move. Brayden then lets out a scream of bloody murder. That's the loudest I ever heard someone scream. He then stumbled back and made sure to also flail his arms too. He then looks at the shelves and throws himself onto them. Boom! Brayden yelling, Ah, she hit me! Help me! Ah! Ow, ow, ow! Boom! He threw himself onto the other shelf, while still stumbling, mind you. Someone help me, my mother hit me, abusive mother, help, call CPS, ah. He yelled as if he was doing his best alarm clock impression. Boom! He continues his ballerina dance of agony and caterwauling. Boom! He's still going on how his mother is abusive. You'd think we're in no man's land on how loud he's being. My dad comes running as his kid is screaming bloody murder and loud booms are being heard. Dad said, what the heck is going on here? Boom! He said, what is going on? He's met with another boom and more wailing and caterwauling, which I could not understand what he was saying. Dad said, all right, you're going into the cart until we can calm down. He then picks Brayden up and places him into the cart. Now, I'll have you guess what happens next. Does Brayden A. start swearing at the top of his lungs? 
B. Jump out of the card and continue his dance of agony. C. Accept defeat and calm down. Or D. Start thrashing the card around. If you said C, you are incorrect. It's B. Brayden said, this card won't hold me. He then jumps out quickly. Boom. Help. Back in he goes. He jumps out, begins to do a charge scream, and is promptly put back into the cart. Back out, back in, back out, in. Eventually he stops. Jermaine says, because of your actions, you won't be getting a toy. Long, awkward pause. Brayden yells, Ah, help me, abusive mother. Someone please help me. Call CPS. Help me. He does the only plausible thing. Back to the caterwauling. But this time, he begins to thrash the cart violently. Mind you, he's yelling this at everyone he sees. Oh, did I mention he already got the whole store's attention when he started throwing himself into shelves? They were all staring, some pointing, some laughing. As pretty much during this whole time, me and Tremaine are just standing there watching this. Then, with his plans going nowhere, he begins to do his best sailor impression and punching the cart. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, mom, I hate you, dad, I hate you, especially OP, as you're just a sailor impression. And I hate my brothers. They get toys, but when I ask for a measly toy, I'm smacked. Cue more wailing. My dad takes pity on him. Back to the toys, where he then gets a toy. Not the 71, but one he is collecting. To the checkout, he sees some candy. I want this. No. He begins to wail, he gets the candy. I want to go to GameStop. To GameStop we go. I want this, I want that. Until he screamed so much he fell asleep. Now I know what you're thinking. Did he get punished? No, not in one single way. Besides the shopping cart, but that barely counts. This is one of many, many, many stories I have. Good for stories, not so good to witness. Anyways, thanks for reading and have a nice one. Oh, and this is one of the milder tantrums? I haven't seen the bad ones, and I hope I don't have to. Like, if you're in the parent's position and you've got a kid that is so far gone like this, how do you even deal with it? Like, do you try to force them into some kind of therapy? I mean, God forbid, you don't want to, like, medicate them. Do you just accept it and accept the reality that unless they have a big turning around on their own, that they might grow up just to be a serial behind bars visitor? Needless to say, the parents need to stop enabling this and caving at the last second. Our next story is Karen on a plane. This is my husband's story, but he doesn't read it and I just lurk. So he has a weekend planned with his boys and we live on the west coast, but most of them live on the east coast. So he was his second leg in taking a flight from Baltimore to Cleveland, an hour and a half, but had already been on the first leg for four and a half hours and had packed snacks and things to do. So he's playing his Nintendo DS and decides he's done and just wants to rest his eyes. So he closed it and puts it in his backpack when the drink cart comes by. The flight attendant advised me that the woman across the aisle would like to use my gaming device, and he said, whatever, I'll take a Coke Zero. Then the woman, whom I shall refer to as Karen, started demanding through the flight attendant that I give her precious Timmy, about 9 years old, my game. He said again, yeah, whatever, and started to eat his snacks. Then they collected the trash, so that must have occupied Timmy's time for a while. But then Karen started in again, but now directly to him. Karen said, are you playing your game? Hubby said, no. Karen said, well, my Timmy would like to play your game. Hubby said, I already told you no. She said, well, you're not playing it. 
Javi said, and neither are you. She then got red-faced and started reading her book. With this memory, he got petty revenge, even though she will never know. So he's on his return flight from Cleveland to Denver, three and a half hours. He was one of the first aboard, and the flight attendant asked him if he minds sitting with an unaccompanied minor. His name was Colin, and he was about 12 years old. I said no problem. I used to send my daughter that way for visits. I can tell he's bored and asked him if he liked Pokemon. He said yes, so I gave him my Nintendo DS to play. Then I opened my backpack and offered him snacks. He was so happy, he ate trail mix, beef sticks, and starbursts while playing his favorite game. And all my hubby could think about was that horrible Karen and her bored son on his last flight. So the flight attendant was so happy I was occupying this time that she gave me the entire Coke Zero can instead of the tiny cup that the other passengers get. The next time around, she offered a drink on them, and I discovered that I like mango vodka seltzer, and I had two. He was so excited to tell me when he got home of dealing with a Karen in the wild and a much better experience on his next flight. I think this just kind of highlights the difference between them almost demanding the device from you versus somebody with the device seeing a person who could probably use it for entertainment and reaching out about it. Like, I'm sorry, but if you ask anybody for their device on a plane that you don't know, I think you have an almost certain likelihood of them saying no. Our next story is, don't park on our road. I have had confrontations two days in a row, so I just need to vent. The building where I work has a road that runs along the side of it to get to the rear parking lot and the dock doors to the warehouse. We frequently have deliveries with large trucks and occasionally semis, and our company trucks are large box trucks. This is a private road. It's also a fire lane. The problem is that there's a private school next door. We've always had issues with parents parking in our front parking lot and along our road for pickup, so they don't have to wait in line like everyone else. We also have parents using the crossroad that connects their entrance drive with our road to use our exit as their exit. This has caused traffic backups and will prevent our trucks from being able to get in. A few years ago, we had bigger problems because they would have events or services, the parents would park in our lot for extended periods of time. This means we had no available spaces for our customers. But the school's finally been able to put a stop to that. We have done everything possible to stop these parents from using our road. We've put up signs, we put up cones, we take pictures of license plates and send them to the school so the school can reprimand the parents. They'll stop for a few weeks, then be right back to parking there instead of waiting in line like everyone else. I've been outside letting my dogs out and have stared down people trying to stop and park there or use the crossroad. Even though there are cones that they just move to use it, usually then they'll just turn around and go the way they're supposed to. Now, to the- Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. 
but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The two days of entitled parents acting like jerks. Yesterday, entitled parent one, we discovered that they were at it again. I went outside and told the woman who just got out of her car that she could not park there as it was a private road. Entitled parent one said, oh, I'll just be a minute. I have an appointment. I say, it doesn't matter. This is a private road and you can't park here. She gets back in her car to leave. She then starts berating me about how I'm being rude. I really wanted to respond with, the longer you stand there complaining, the later you will be for your appointment. She also tried to pull the, well, I've never been told I couldn't park here, which is a blatant lie because we've been having this issue with the school since we bought the building 17 years ago. Then today, enter Entitled Parent 2. I was outside to let the dogs out, and lo and behold, a car is parked there again. I took a photo of his plate to send to the school and put a sign on his windshield stating that this was a private road and he was not allowed to park there. I went back outside a few minutes later and he was walking up. Entitled Parent 2 said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So he knows he did something wrong. I said, this is a private road and you can't park here. It was a statement, not shouting. They said, I'm sorry, but you don't need to get mad. I said, I'm annoyed because you've been told repeatedly not to park here. They said, well, no one told me. I turned to leave. Entitled Parent 2 to my back said, you're being incredibly rude. I was so tempted to turn around and let him have it, but I just went back inside and texted the pictures to the school. Sigh. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest. Parents of kids is private school. Yeah, pickup sucks and you'll be sitting waiting for a while, but that's how it is. You don't get to cut the line. Yeah, there's definitely no glamour to be had living close to a school. If you got a driveway, chances are at some point there's going to be some event or pickup time where they're just using your and they end up being there for half an hour. And at least in the schools I went to growing up, after every class ends, you of course have the bell. Well, they were pretty darn loud and all across the school. I can't imagine living close enough to the school where every hour or every two hours or so, you hear a loud chime off in the distance every single workday. Working from home would be a little more annoying in that situation. Our next story is, I need some major life advice. Need advice on cutting off toxic parents? I'm a 21-year-old female from Ireland and need some advice on how to go about permanently cutting off the connection to my parents. Here's a few things though that I'm worried over. One, I have a severely autistic brother, 18, who they've physically hit before. However, this isn't a regular thing and isn't something that impedes his life. Plus, I know they have enough understanding about his disability and care for me to not worry about him living with them without me still having to interact with them. However, I feel like they plan on trying to have me be his primary carer later in life, alongside the regular finding a husband and giving them grandkids, which is something I'm not interested in, which overall is something I'm not mentally or physically able to do. I've been subject to a lot of abuse, emotionally, mentally, and physically, alongside witnessing a lot of it. For example, having to mediate and endure their biannual, if not seasonal, big rows, where they hold nothing back in terms of their feelings. It used to get physical, which I have firsthand seen since a young age and always had my mother be on the receiving end, although no longer is, due to the fact of my father vowing not to touch her again. 
However, that goes mute in a way when he still verbally threatens to engage in such actions against her. However, I'd still feel the need to come down in order to protect my mother from anything potentially happening. My mother and I do not have a good relationship, but obviously I feel the need to still defend her when it's what the situation calls for. Continuation of the first point. I as a person, I know I'm just not mentally or emotionally equipped or even personally desire to mind him. I just want to be able to cut off my whole family entirely without feeling like I'm chained to them through some sort of unavoidable obligation. Even though I know that as a sibling you're in no way legally obligated to care for your disabled sibling or siblings, if you catch my drift. That doesn't mean I want to cut them entirely out of my life though. I still want to be able in part to oversee the care he gets, just not do it physically, and if possible visit him from time to time in his care facility. My severely disabled uncle was put through abuse in his care home, and I'm scared the same will happen to my brother if I show a disinterest to him, and even if I do show interest over how his care is being handled, it's still happening regardless, which worries me immensely. However, if I were to cut off my parents, I know for a fact they would cut off my interaction with my brother and possibly legally reinforce that too. They're both malignant, raging narcissists, just to add, which has been a whole nightmare of its own through the years. So I'm looking to see if there's any loopholes in terms of visitation rights and next-of-kin clauses, specifically for the EU, though hearing what other laws are in different countries is something that could also give me a greater visualization on the matter. One, my mother is an OCD control freak who despises me, because I can see her true colors and constantly tries to instigate rows between me and herself and having just the most nasty attitude towards stuff, which me and my father have been at the brunt of. She acts and feels, even though she denies verbally, that she's better than us and there's the sense of her being fed up with the life she's currently living, which I can't blame her for after being subjected to my father's wrath of abuse over the years. I know for a fact that there's no fixing my relationship between me and her, as the foundations have always been rotted and all the niceties are just for show in front of my father, so I'm looking for a way to go about the cutoff with her. Two, last but not least, is my father who's been alongside my mother emotionally, physically and mentally abusive. He has a major victim complex alongside anger issues which he uses as an excuse for being a sexist pig alongside in general being a homophobic, semi-racist or xenophobic at times when in regards to the bad aspect of some groups, for example going overboard and calling the minority the majority. He's got everything you could imagine a bad upbringing, as my mother does, coming from a home which had a disinterested family-wise gambler and a blabber mouth of a mother alongside disrespectful aunts, a learning condition, dyslexia, and is severely obese alongside facing issues alongside my mother concerning my grandfather's will. He can be very scary and a threatening man. As to why I left this to the end, I'm afraid if I break the news to them that I'm cutting him and the family off that he may try and threaten or hurt me. He's faked a lack of care before in regards to me leaving basically him fake threatening to kick me out of the house over exasperated arguments turned fake ultimatums. However, I'm not sure if he'd have the same tune knowing I'm serious with this. Obviously, he's an abusive parent, so I'm automatically expecting for it to not go swimmingly. However, even when I'm in my own place, I'm afraid he'll drive down and try to meet me alongside my mother in person. 
potentially threatening my safety and security, or that if I say it whilst abroad on holiday, he'll potentially threaten me, making me feel like I can't come back to my home country. It may seem that in regards to this last part, I'm overthinking his reaction, but I'm genuinely scared. I need to do this for my own sanity, mental health, and safety, but I need a really good plan on what to do because I'm at a loss. Also, just an insight to how my safety is. In terms of safety, I'm fine. A few verbal rows, though nothing physical. I'm currently job hunting, but I have yet to hear back. Haven't gone to college yet and I've been in a depressed slump since leaving school at 18, but now and since late November last year, have been taking things more seriously on the job hunt. I've sent off a lot of applications this month and will still continue to do so, for I'm in desperate need of getting a job this year and won't settle for not having one come this time end of year. Basically I'm all good, but looking into financially securing myself before I leave. I would say don't create anything that necessarily can cause confrontation at the moment. I would just say make sure you do whatever you can, get your documents all situated, and get out of that situation first, you know, find your own place, move out, and keep the narrative on you just want a place of your own, not that you're trying to cut anybody off. I think if you can try to avoid any of those triggers and slowly build up your defenses basically to a point where it's not so scary to say something that might cause confrontation, I think all the better. Our next story is, mom tries to haggle her kid into my full swim class. I work as a coach at a swim school that's on the more expensive side. Each class typically has three kids. First days are always a bit hectic, as anyone who teaches anything can tell you. It was our first day yesterday. I had all my kids and was five minutes into the lesson when his mother waves to get my attention and asks, Excuse me, is this the level one class and do you have child's name? I tell her no, I have all my kids and direct her to the head coach. She tells me it's her first time here and I see no problem. Not like she's the first one to ask. Thought that was the end of that because normally it would be. Well, two more minutes later she comes back. Turns out she missed her class. She asked if I can take her kid just this once. I'm like, no, I have all my kids, I told you. She says, you only have three. Yes, I do, and so does everyone else if you'd look around, lady. She gets all huffy and asks why it's such a big deal. The other place has ten kids a class. Just go there then. We have a three to one ratio. It's on the website. In the meantime, her kids join my class of his own accord and I'm trying to get him out for safety reasons. The other parents are watching her and giving this entitled lady looks while she argues with me and eventually the head coach comes over and basically drags her and her kid away. No screaming or hysterics, but the audacity surprised me. A class that only has three kids per teacher probably costs a pretty penny. Considering they missed it, she was probably trying to do whatever she could to avoid losing that on that fee. Our next story is, Entitled Mother Keeps Trying to Take Over My Birthday, So I Call It Off Update. It's getting worse. She didn't listen to me about calling anything off and is still going forth with the party. I'm praying that it turns out horrible like my last birthday parties and nothing goes to plan. I'm really not mentally well enough to deal with a big crowd that consists of my family members. The reason I dislike having family at my birthday is not only does that control my whole party, they also criticize me any chance they get. It'll be, my hair's weird, why is it an afro, why didn't I straighten it, to I'm getting fatter, I need to eat less, that dress is ugly on me, etc. 
I really just don't want to deal with any of that, but of course, my mom isn't listening. I took some of y'all's advice and tried to make her remember whose birthday it was, but she said she was helping me because I need it. She's actually pushing me to my breaking point for a stupid reason. If she'd actually let me do what I want to do on my day, none of this would be happening, but she just asked to help. At the end of the day, I'ma have to suck it up and deal with the party. I'ma hope they at least let me wear comfortable clothing instead of that hideous dress and put headphones on. With my headphones, at least I'll be able to block out some noises and hopefully not go mute due to being stressed by the crowd. Also, I'ma fix some things people were getting confused on. When I said my trans male 15 mom, I'm saying I was trans and 15. Not my mom who's like 35 or something. No, I'm not on anything like testosterone because I can't do any of that till I'm 16 or 17 and even then, it's so hard to find anyone who'll do that. I don't even know why y'all cared about that. I mean, it's weird, I won't lie. Also, the dude on TikTok who was mad, he compared me being trans to adult entertainment. You're gross, get help. Anyways, to everyone who commented or privately messaged me asking to send me presents, I want to thank every one of y'all, but I just can't accept y'all's gift. I live with younger siblings, and so I won't release any of my info. Also, I didn't want that post to feel like I'm crying over gifts and everyone has to buy me them. That's not what I want at all. Save y'all's money for something else. Lastly, the questions about my dad helping me. My dad's a truck driver and is on the road a lot. He isn't even going to my birthday party. I don't even know if he knows about this or not because he never calls me or FaceTimes me. He really isn't someone who can help me. I'll just have to suck it up and hopefully get through with it quickly. Thank you all for the kind words in the last post and on the TikTok video. I really appreciate it and it helps me feel like I'm not going insane in this house. So if anybody's out of the loop, basically OP made a post a few days back about how their birthday was coming up, but their mom wanted to throw a party that basically was the mom's party, inviting family, not inviting any of OP's friends, not getting any cake that OP cares about, probably not even just about having presents for OP. It's essentially just a party that the mom's throwing for themselves and trying to pass it off as for OP's birthday. I feel bad for them because it just kind of all routes around to they just gotta suck it up and make an appearance like there's some weird celebrity on this party that isn't even celebrating them, even though that's supposed to be the whole point of this party. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 